Adventures of the Podcast Dungeon, you have come across another goddamn horror podcast with Graham Faye, Jonas Barnes, and Ryan Danby. <laughs> to yet another goddamn horror podcast i am one of your hosts i'm ryan danley um you know what it is our um this is actually the second episode of our this is our 101st episode and uh we're really excited about it and you know what we're doing away with our weather forecasts it was fun for a couple seasons people liked it and a lot of people hated it but we decided we're done with it so i hated it Grant, Graham hated it, which which meant that I had to keep doing it, right? Because because yeah. uh, that's just how this shit works. You know what I mean? Like if Graham's happy over there, I'm doing my job poorly. So um, <laughs> so um, um, I, I can piss this Graham off real good. So um, <laughs> uh, um, so anyways, retire the weather. You know what? Look outside, enjoy your own weather. Yeah. Or don't. With his, it's sunny here in New Zealand. I gotta say, I gotta brag. Genre, <laughs> it's sunny in New Zealand. He, look, listen, you guys has got sun over there. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> Sun's at guns at. <laughs> the, day that we, the day that we fucking retire the weather and you're you're just throwing out the sun. <laughs> <laughs> that, that voice you're hearing is uh is our favorite uh one of our favorite guests of all time. Um, I don't want to say our favorite because all we love all our guests equally children but um but um but but we uh welcome back to the uh to the podcast uh jason howden how's it going man oh awesome uh, uh thank you so much for having me ryan oh and yeah. um yeah and 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 jonas and graham and yeah really cool to chat with you guys again and um yeah super excited what's going on over there it's um it's october in america um well it means that it's cooler weather for and ridiculousness um, yeah. You know, the the cooler weather um, makes us grip our guns a little better. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> it makes, um, you know, um, you know, uh, it means I can leave the ranch dressing out on the counter for a little bit longer. Um, you know, it's it's just America stuff. You know what I mean? Pumpkin um, spice. <laughs> 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 everything is pumpkin spice. Everything, everything. is. Uh, I, was, I like I pumpkin it. spice, so I'm Same. kind of into this. Yeah, yeah sorry. Right? It's fun. And it's I, don't, I don't hate it. I do not hate it. For a month. I love it. I, I, I spend all of October just wandering into random uh, bodegas that look like that, or like pharmacies or anything that looks like they have weird Halloween shit for sale. Like in the back, like, like I, there's this cool place in Park Slope. Uh, it's just a pharmacy and they've got this amazing uh, a display on the outside in the window. It's incredible. And then you go in and it's just a pharmacy with like, and then they're like, you take the stairs and, or the elevator, which one, whichever you want. You go up and it's this like tiny little back in the, I don't know. There's no windows. It's just like two little rooms of, of old toys. Wow. And, and weird. And they had a bunch of like wrestling toys and stuff. I'm sorry. I'm going a little off. Oh, I love yeah. Then they have no, like no. 50% off Duggan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like a lot of really the cool, like the NECA stuff, like they had Gremlins toys and stuff, but they had like all their, their uh, Halloween outfits were 50% off. So yeah, old, I've got mixed feelings about that. It's the combination of like health and like 
the, the I don't know. It's, it was just, I, I don't think know. just like the, I think it was like the son of the owner of the pharmacy was like, I want to sell toys upstairs or something. I don't know. <laughs> awesome. You go upstairs and it's a spirit Halloween CVS. <laughs> <laughs> it was really cool. So yeah, that's I, I what I that do though. during October is just find weird Halloween places. I got, I got really sick in, um, in Mexico. Like I, I, um, during Halloween, I got like the, I've only had food poisoning once. It was in Mexico. And, um, we're at this horror festival and I got rushed to hospital and I was like delirious and they put me into this Mexican hospital and there was like skeletons everywhere in this hospital. I'm like, ah, <laughs> of Halloween, but no, don't remind me of that. And they, um, they pulled my pants down and stuck me with this needle and I was, I was good to go. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> they bring you to the day of the dead hospital while you're just worried about shitting your brains <laughs> yeah. out. Like what? How rude is that? Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, as, as long as you didn't go to an American hospital, because you'd still be paying for it. So um, <laughs> I, um, I, I sprained my, I did a calf tear, like on my last day of being in LA at the Melvins. And um, <laughs> I honestly just like limped back to the airport. I was not going to like spend $200,000. <laughs> smart <laughs> idea. Uh, Very smart idea. idea. Smart idea. Um, so, well, you got it like, um, you know, so you got a ton of, so what's going on with you since the, you got a ton of stuff coming up. What has been going on with you since the last time we talked to you? It seems like a lot. So... Yeah, I mean, it's I've always been sort of busy. Um, you know, I'm, I'm still uh, I still do VFX. I just finished up on this Marvel movie last week. Um, uh, unless I get any more notes, um, <laughs> but yeah, and it's it's and also been um, writing comic books, which is really cool. My first comic book is um, it's called Monsters of Metal. So it's like. This company um, called Incendium, they do like um, merch for Heavy Metal, Iron Maiden, um, and they they started branching into comic books. I think there was an Iron Maiden Legacy of the Beast. Um, right. It was like a game in a comic book and oh, a cool. tour as well. Yeah. Um, I actually went to two shows on that tour, like one in Germany, one in LA. It's just, yeah, really weird. Anyway, and um, yeah, but like they hit me up, Lexi hit me up and just, yeah, he had this like idea for a, a horror metal comic like taking those you know classic universal monsters and it's like you know they're they're all in this band they're in a heavy metal band what happens and i'm like oh this <laughs> sure and i'm um, just ran with it and and yeah that's awesome because that's like a so much up your alley and b like you know like i just you know i watched the uh werewolf at midnight what's it is it werewolf, werewolf, yeah, yeah. werewolf, werewolf, midnight. werewolf um, by night werewolf, werewolf by, by night. night i don't know why i can't get it straight um, it's a weird it's it's a little clunky yeah yeah it's, it's a weird it's, title <laughs> and plus, plus i'm just not very smart um but um <laughs> like so um and you know i forgot like when the werewolf like appears and uh, you've have you seen it no, no. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, when the werewolf appears, I forgot how much I enjoyed like Wolfman Werewolf because I'm like, yeah. you know, I'm an American werewolf in London fanatic. So good, it's so good. But like, like I've kind of gotten used to werewolves being like pretty like that kind of werewolf. Although we can get to an argument of what's better, bipedal or, or quad. But um, but I, but it felt good to see like oh, like a Wolfman. You know what I mean? Like a straight up like wolf man. So I'm excited to uh, see where you go with this because it's uh... yeah. And and I've never really played around with those classic monsters in any form. Like, um, but like it's the the fun thing is you know it's a it's a comedy. Um, really sort of like in a a spinal tap tone. Like it's got this um 
this sort of like device where they've got a documentary crew um, following them around and filming them. <laughs> and um, firstly, it's like an easy way to like introduce because they're new, you know, it's a new sort of like IP or whatever, but it's a really easy way to introduce, you know, the characters and but also like dealing with the classic monsters. Everyone knows the law, you know, you don't have to mess around and say, oh, vampires do this. It's like everyone knows. So, sure. you know, it's you just go with it. And um, uh, yeah, it's um, but it's, but it's, yeah, it's, it's really fun. Um, they've just, it's insane how they, they didn't censor me at all. They just let me like do what I want with it. And um, that's one thing about filmmaking is it's like, you know, uh, a month to do the first draft and then like two years of notes. <laughs> right. Um, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh, producer notes are the greatest. I once, um, have you guys played this video game called like Hotline Miami? It's I've like, never, um, it's like a top down sort of like a uh, uh, shoot 'em up game. Sure. And all the characters wear animal masks. And like this producer, he wanted to do an adaptation. He's like, oh, what if they don't wear animal masks? I'm like, uh, that's kind of a point. He's like, oh, what if it's not based in <laughs> Miami? It's like, it's called Hotline Miami. Anyway, like, yeah, what are you doing? It's like There's when they this... tried to make the movie, uh, what was it, Battleship? They tried to oh. make the movie out of that game, and it was just like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, right, like, not, yo, adding aliens. Like I said, the best thing to do. Add <laughs> aliens. Add yeah. aliens. So, so that's yeah, that's got to be good. And I mean, I think particularly with like um, as a as a lifelong comic book reader, um, you have like those old school horror comics were yeah. kind of no holds barred. Like they like I mean like like most of that stuff wouldn't 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 stand up today. No, as, they as scared in, the hell out of me. Yeah, yeah, and and you wouldn't like and like the amount of like assault and things that go on in those are, are is pretty heavy so like i can imagine them being like not that you're gonna put that in, but like i can imagine them being like no we if we want to do this accurately and kind of fun have at it and clearly like um if i, I mean you don't have to watch too much of deathgasm to realize that like <laughs> this guy this guy's got this in his head you know yeah. I mean? so right <laughs> And it is always like it always yeah like finding that line and the tone as well because sure. um you know you can uh you know take it I, I was once working on a script and like, like oh you know um and then it like um it was meant to be like a sort of a comedy slasher and then there's, there's, suddenly this baby dies I'm like uh I can't do that it's not you know and, <laughs> and I mean, like, for the right yeah. film for the right film I'd love to right, you know, right. if it's like a you know like a um, human centipede or something right. fine but like when you're doing something that's meant to be sort of you know like tucker and dale style sure. uh tone it's like oh nah <laughs> yeah that's totally um that's one he, of the things i was going to mention is like one uh i remember when i watched demon knight the first time the tales from the crypt movie because that was that's one of my favorite horror films probably it's probably in like almost my top five like it's i watch one it like my, every year dude, so good so good but one of the cool parts of it that is especially cool is when the kid starts to look at the comic book and then the old tales from the uh, crypt comic book cells start to come to life and it's just like that type of stuff from those old horror comics is just like it really illustrates how brutal those comics were because then it just did a it mirrored one of the cells from the old comic and then you saw what the kid turned into and it was just like jesus christ like that was (laughs) just like that was what those comics were about and they you know it, it works it yeah. really works in comic book form. 
And I, f- I feel like the original Creep Show really nailed that style in movie form. Like oh, I, yeah. I rewatched um, Creep Show and Creep Show Two back to back, and um, yeah, still, uh, yeah, I might, I might skip Creep Show Three. Yeah, I feel like you <laughs> might want fair. to. <laughs> Has anyone seen that? I, I was working in a video shop, and we, I've still got the DVD screeners. They used to sit in our screeners, and I look mm-hmm. up see like Hatchet and all these really cool films, and I'm like, oh, Creep Show Three, what the hell? Ooh. <laughs> So, yeah. so, so, so Street, Creeps Row 3 and House Party 4 are like the same movie. Like, just like they just took this <laughs> name and then they got like a video camera yeah. and they did it. And, uh, unfortunately, Tales from the Hood, which is the first movie I like a lot, but um, the, the other ones are sort of the same way. If you listen to uh, Greg Nicotero and all the people involved with uh, Creep Show, though, technically they feel like the Tales from the Dark Side movie is creep show three right yeah because they, they all worked on that and anyway, i'm sure you guys know that and that's a great film as well and um yeah, yeah with the cat isn't it got like um the wraparound with um oh, is it blondie playing the witch and she's got like a kid um yeah she's got like a kid in a cage and like yeah, 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 stories so like yeah, distractor, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah there's a the oh, thing that, the thing that happened with creep show is the same thing that happened with um multiple different ips especially in horror is where the actual ip expired so somebody bought yeah dude big time it happens with (laughs) amityville is everywhere (laughs) yeah dude amityville has like 39 movies or more i think it's i think that legitimately has about 40 plus movies and all space and yeah yeah. footage version just (laughs) fucking just the worst and what happened with creep show is essentially the same thing the ip expired somebody picked it up and they were like well fuck it i'm gonna make my own creep show movie and it is not a creep show and nobody could stop them yeah (laughs) And somebody should have because it's just why you put that name on yeah. George Romero isn't good with the IP stuff, right? Because like Night of the Living Dead is basically public domain, and yeah, yeah I remember there were like heaps of d- different DVDs. Everyone was making. I could just make a Night of the Living Dead DVD and distribute it right now. It's um, <laughs> but it's and also Day of oh I, I I remember pitching for like a Day of the Dead remake after Deathgasm, um, mm-hmm. which I think they made, and. It looked terrible. It's awful. It's, <laughs> it's yeah. real it's bad. Re- it's real bad. <laughs> yeah. So I think I dodged a bullet. It's one of the one of the two. Oh man, I also pitched for like Bright. That um, uh, I think oh, I could yeah. have had fun with that though. Like the, the the actual the original script that I read um by um is it Max Landis? Can you say his name or is it like Voldemort? Um, that was actually pretty. <laughs> I, 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 I is, are was... you talking about the Will Smith and the Orc? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I kind of like that movie. I, I the think script was, was way better. Like they didn't really go as hard with the like you know Lord of the Rings, but modern day LA. Like that's a great you know sure. concept and um yeah. But, uh, fi- the final product was it was like well you know like Graham you liked it and also like I liked it for I liked it for what it was, but you could yeah. see the you could see the bones of a much better movie. Yeah you yeah you know? absolutely yeah. that's what a hundred percent you could see that it had gotten tinkered with or something. Yeah. There yeah. have been a lot of notes. Um, yeah for sure. The su- Suicide Squad guy. Yeah, which also got tingled too. But they should have done the elves as like the Beverly Hills sort of, you know, yeah. like surgery and then yeah. yeah. Um there, there's so much fun you could have with that concept. Uh yeah. I mean, being from New Zealand, we we can't help but um 
I've got credits for like all three Lord of the Rings films and all three Hobbit films. It's like as soon as you're born <laughs> in New Zealand, you have to work on some sort of Lord of the Rings IP. <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, it's a, I mean, it's it's part of your lore. It's a you've kind of adopt. I mean, New Zealand has kind of adopted it. I mean, it's English. Yeah, like you're like nah. We'll just, I mean, Eng- England has taken enough from the rest of the world that you're like, I think we're just going to take this. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's totally yeah. fine. Yeah. And it used to be kind of cringy, but like, I've come to really love it. I mean, I I was one of those, you know, I, back in my day, if you talked about Lord of the Rings at school, you'd get like a dead arm, you'd get punched because like that was the <laughs> hardcore nerd shit, you know, like you said, you know, I was sure. into Dungeons and Dragons and all that stuff. And like, um, yeah. It's uh, so it's crazy that turnaround becoming like a big sort of you know how how fandoms changed since then. But um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that's I mean that's just kind of the way it is. I mean, with comics and with like the rise of like quote unquote nerd culture, it's like I mean it's just kind of it's like I I'm actually not even a big fantasy guy. Um, I read the Lord of the Rings is actually really one of the only fantasy uh, series I read as a kid. Um, but I had to skip anything in italics. I cannot read <laughs> elf songs. I'm sorry. Oh, like, I, just, I just cannot read like four <laughs> four pages of elf songs. It's, it's just, so like, camp. I mean, like <laughs> I, think it, I think it says at one point, like you know, that the, the hobbits are gaily walking down the road singing. I'm like, yeah, it's so <laughs> it's so good. I, I love how I think Peter Jackson nailed that campness. Like you know, oh, sure. that sort of like. You know, you see Frodo hugging this, um, you know, uh, wizard, and it's like, whoa, this is so camp. And then, and then it gets a bit darker and serious. But um, yeah. I thought I tried what? to watch the new series, and I'm like, oh man, they should have just camped it up a bit. Yeah, just like right, a little sure. bit more for sure. Yeah. And can we, I think can what, we I think mention? No, what were you going to say? Well, I think what uh, Lord of the Rings has done for um, New Zealand is is kind of it, it's made a, a good base, or at least it, it sort of gave it a good. I don't know. I, I see a lot like like you and like a lot of other movies, not just horror, but like all sorts of stuff coming out of New Zealand. It felt like that was sort of like an impetus. Yeah. Kind of like got people at least like, oh, this we can do that here, too, and stuff. And you're fucking yeah. killing it, actually. Well, I just watched the um, there's like Light and Magic about I, the you know um, how I industrial light of magic was formed from star wars and like you pretty much made all the awesome movies we love in the 80s and 90s and and it was a similar thing in in new zealand because like they they were just a bunch of like misfits who didn't know what they were doing and led by peter jackson and i think it was just a sheer like stupidity and like they didn't know the limits and they, they, you know, they formed Weta, who, you know, they're, they're almost as big as ILM now, and um, and you know, like really pushed like Planet of the Apes. That you know, the technology that and mocap they did for Planet of the Apes was like, mm-hmm. you know, mind blowing. And um, yeah, I mean, and it's it's you know, the great thing is, yeah, I mean, it's a double edged sword because like horror fans know New Zealand for a certain thing, mm-hmm. art festival people know New Zealand for another sort of film, and. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I just I, the the you know the people in charge of film here are just like hate genre and horror. They they think it's beneath them. It's everyone forgets that it all started with Peter Jackson making Bad Taste and um, sure. how much yeah, that. Yeah. You know. Talk about a fucking uh, Hollywood glow up! Like seriously, yeah. <laughs> going from like Bad Taste and Dead Alive to you know like 
to what he does now like it's insane and also i want to live in a reality where somebody markets movies in a way where it's like from the country that brought you lord of the rings here's black sheep you know like (laughs) exactly just wild genre movie where they're like using lord of the rings to promote this fucking indie horror film or something (laughs) like wait a minute this isn't what i signed up for but i love it you know (laughs) I think no, that's why I get uh, upset with a lot of the, uh, the the directors here, the American director, like Scorsese recently talking about how he really loved Pearl. And I'm like, shut up, dude. You basically, you and all your, your cohorts writ, wrote horror off decades yeah. ago. You have been nothing but trash to horror for decades. And now you're like, yeah, this hip movie is pretty good. Fuck off. We've been here. <laughs> yeah, dude. That is true. Trenches. Yeah. I don't think I hate he... that shit. Like I guess he did Shutter Island, but that's he hasn't really done anything it wasn't else. Good. And that's a that's a thriller. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was hardly horror. They like they literally Hollywood and all those, they've just shit on horror yeah. for their entire existence. And and uh yeah, so yeah, that actually made a lot happened, of money from it. <laughs> that, actually yeah. literally, that literally happened to Ty West, which is kind of interesting too, because when when you have somebody like Ty West who comes out with a movie like House of the Devil and the Innkeepers, where there's like these super low budget, fucking dope, atmospheric, awesome horror films, and then Hollywood is like, hey, we're gonna give you the Cabin Fever too. We're gonna give you the Cabin <laughs> Fever sequel, and he's like, all right, fuck it. You know what? I'll do that. I'll do it. And then he makes a movie, he gives it to the studio, and then the studio chops the shit out of it and turns it into this just absolute abortion that hit the screen. And then Ty West had to like look at that and be like, that's not even my movie. Like I've I didn't even <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's just like he goes, yeah. take my he literally said, take my fucking name off that movie. He's like, that is yeah. not what I made. And yeah. And it's, know, it's hard because like it's um I think that I heard a quote like a director doesn't finish a movie they get they give it away they let it go you know and it's uh i I, yeah i've been in those conversations as well and i i really feel sorry for any director that's in that position i heard the same thing with hellboy the new hellboy which i kind of liked a lot of people hated it but i I I loved it but yeah i thought it was goofy i I wasn't expecting anything else you know it was goofy and fun it was fine uh, yeah yeah it, it, it was you could tell the edit wasn't you know but uh, I, I could sort of see what it was meant to be and i could tell the director got fucked when i watched it um <laughs> but yeah i mean it's so great to see um ty west because that was shot in new zealand as well uh yeah x and pearl because I, I remember yeah. hearing about it from a friend who's like oh I was, i'm working on this um this crazy horror movie and like uh they they sent the russians back to america and they loved it so much they they said just stay in new zealand and make a fucking prequel yeah um so which cool is, great um i love it when stuff like that happens and they believe in a property because um i haven't seen pearl yet to be honest i i, I love x um i've heard pearls better but you know um That's, i i keep going back and forth i so half of me thinks that pearl couldn't exist without x so you how could it be better but it might be i don't know i just think it's so cool that they were like filming x and were like during the pandemic and, and and they were like, hey, uh, we've still got a set here and a prequel yeah. written. Can we just do this? Right. Because yeah. because and the studio is like, well, <clears throat> since it's not going to cost that much to redo the set or rebuild, uh, sure, let's do it. Yeah. And, and most of the cost is fucking like, gamble. Exactly. Yeah. Such a gamble, but like so, like all right, sure, we trust you. And for them to put the trailer of Pearl at the end of X just warmed my heart. 
Mm because there's nothing more that i like to do than to leave a movie and then be looking forward to the next installment like that's so cool and the fact that like when you when you have that thing here's the thing with pearl and x like if you haven't seen pearl then the biggest thing to take away from the two is that pearl is a vastly different movie just like from x so like the movie pearl rests on the shoulders of mia goth and holy shit does she run with it like i knew she was a good actress anyway but there's parts in that movie there's parts in pearl that are like if the academy gave a fuck about horror she'd be walking away with awards like there's parts in that movie where it's just like you just made yourself a fucking star like you just like literally did and it's like some of it is has to do with like some brutality but then some of it has to do with literally just her sitting at a table and doing a monologue that hits so many emotional notes within seven minutes i think it was like seven or nine minutes but it hits so many different emotional notes and tones of her just sitting at a table talking where you're like literally gripping your seat and like watching this woman do this it just is wild as a performance i didn't know that she played the old woman in it until afterwards i'm like oh holy shit that's great that's um and she's gonna play maxine i guess and well she's gonna go back to playing maxine in the the triple yeah uh, maxine with three x's yeah the one that's another one Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Oh, that's so good. Yeah, it's gonna take place in the eighties in Hollywood, I think. Yeah. Man, um it, it was it was so cool to see like other you know, some New Zealand actors in that. Like the old man is um Ricky Daggers in Death Gism. Uh, and oh, I was shit. like, Whoa, yeah. holy shit. <laughs> I didn't awesome. know, the, the makeup was great, but um I, I love his he's such a great actor and just a just a wild man. And um there was only one shot where I'm like I looked at it, I'm like, that is not Texas, that's New Zealand. And I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything about cows, but the cows looked different. Do you sure. guys know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's I'm not a cow like expert, but my others, they look like New Zealand cows. <laughs> You're like, that's right. That's right. <laughs> um, well, yeah, let's, let's pop back to your, let's pop back to the comics really quick because uh, I'm excited about them. Um, yeah. Just, just, to, just to reel it in. We could, I mean, I, I have a feeling like we could talk with you about just horror in general. Anything for, for, for a very long time. Very, very long time. I'm hanging out because I, I work from home and my wife doesn't really like horror. So I'm just, uh, I need to chat. But yeah, um, so the <laughs> other thing we're doing is that the same company, Incendium's doing like a, um, a Deathgasm series, which, um, and the cool thing about that is like, we're um we're currently producing Deathgasm two, and the comic book is like the bridge. It's like nice. so when we meet um for Deathgasm two we meet Brody. He's like washed up. Medina's left him. Um, you know, like he goes to the 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 music shop and like his you know um all the all the kids are into like deathcore. Like he's you know he's like <laughs> who am I? You know I'm I'm like a middle aged dude and like you know in this small town and I still haven't grown up and. Uh, a lot like me and um and so then the comic book explains how we got to that point you know you don't need to read the comic book you know you can just sort of like watch it anyway but it's um the comic book's a bit more like scooby-doo like um brody medina like these um they drive around playing music in this van and then just like killing vampires and zombies and and doing wild shit and so um, rad yeah so good um i mean honestly like bridging like a movie like deathgasm to another deathgasm 2 with a comic book in the middle makes like 14 14 year old me like and that still lives in me like holy shit dude like this is the coolest thing ever like you know um, it just tracks with the vibe already so well and and to be able to like grab that whimsy in it 
I and like so I am a comedian and I like jokes and like I pay attention to jokes and I think um there's there's a handful of jokes in movies that that are underrated and not just straight comedy movies but like in horror comedy and things like that that are underrated and I think that Deathgasm has one of them. Oh, what's uh, that? It, it is when after he kills the brother and he says oh, to him, he's like, I don't think he was a, the, you know, no, no, he was, he was like after like a straight up like murder. <laughs> that is so funny. That is yeah. like, <laughs> like, like, like so many like, people. I, uh, we were in the editing process and even the script process were like, everyone's going to hate the lead character because he murdered this guy. I'm like, you know, <laughs> you know, it's, it's the apocalypse. You get to kill a few assholes. You know, it's, uh, I mean, yeah. like it's, you know, you know, you're telling me that if there's zombie apocalypse, you're not going to do a bit of purge. You can do a little bit of purge. <laughs> exactly. <It's> exactly. <laughs> it was you know, so. Um, it was so funny. It was. Uh, um, it was. Yeah. One of those uh, uh, great, great moments. So good no, and I, the thing I loved about it was, and we shot that so quickly. I, I was. I'm so glad it came together in any shape or form because we were meant to get like a all these other shots, and we just like, yeah, it was another one shot wonder with those. You know, where they're like they're exhausted from like killing the aunt and uncle, you know, that's all one shot, you know, one take. Um, but yeah, I think they really, they played it so well. Like Zach being sort of like blown away by, by miles being like, uh, being the, the, the savage for once. And um, sure. <laughs> yeah. And, and also the, the, I think that that head was from evil dead, the remake, which they shot in New Zealand as well. That um, where, you know, does the chainsaw and you just see like, um, and, mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the arms coming yeah, up. And it's yeah. like goofy as hell, but like, uh, I mean, that's the great thing about horror comedy is is you can, you don't want it to make it too slick. You want it to be a bit like, uh, you know, a, a bit sort of trauma or a bit like, you know, same yeah. Raimi. Yeah, sure, <laughs> you know? sure. It doesn't have to be like, you know, look realistic. Um, a bit extreme in the best way. Yeah. One of my favorite parts of Evil Dead 2 is like when he puts the chainsaw through that, like, it's the puppet. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so that. good. I love that. <laughs> Uh, when are the comics coming out? When do you think that? Um, I think um, Monsters of Metal um, comes out uh, late October, so very soon. Um, oh, shit. And uh, Deathgasm's pretty soon as well, um, which is um, a different artist as well. And I um, uh, I sort of I, I outlined the story for Deathgasm Comics, but a, um, a comic book writer called um, Pete Boone uh, Jr. Um, wrote them and, uh, you know, done, done a, a you know, fantastic job at like writing comics is, is really different. Uh, mm-hmm. it's really fun, but it's like, it's like writing a script and, a, and storyboards or, or a shot list at the same time. So you're like, um, you know, you usually don't write like massive visual descriptions in scripts, but like with a comic script, you have to. Sure. And, um, so it's, it's, yeah, it's been kind of strange adjusting to that, but, um, yeah re- really fun trying a you know something different and you know i'm, I'm a massive comic I, I was like an x-men kid you know back in the yeah, day and uh late 80s early 90s especially and um yeah i mean it's just a just a really fun you know medium um i think it's uh you know i think you know I find that comic book kids have done well in life. It's a weird thing. Like if there's a, a trope that they, that they, 
that we're like lazy or like living in our mom's basement or whatever but i haven't found that to be true most of the like a lot of like the comic book people i know are like actually like really a lot of creatives a lot of i think there's just something about that multimedia experience of like reading and art and like and things like that and like learning about artists and learning about how things do there's like something else like when you're like oh this book was written by this person and penned by this person and like you kind of see all that being put together like um to me it's um uh, to me it's one of the it's it is a a top art form and you know and like i mean you know i think that it, it gets it gets you know swept under like so many things like horror or or metal or hip-hop or you know what i mean like you know i mean if mf doom wasn't a hip-hop singer i mean you could compare him to like some of the great poets of the world and you know but uh, but they're not going to be ever taken seriously because of uh, we don't need to get into all that but um but so like to be able to like kind of come up with comics and things like that i i, I just love that and i love that it kind of creates this full like universe thing and like you know like in multimedia things and different things and it just adds and i mean and you know what you did with deathgasm is it, it was so good because um um it's a it's a it's funny and it's it's got that new zealand horror comedy beauty to it but it's also like it's actually kind of like a really sweet and endearing movie and like the 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 characterization and as a writer myself just seeing like what was put into that and what you were able to get out of the actors for that was actually really good because like you really care about the characters in it and it's like a really like fundamental like like reality to it and i think that there's a genuineness to it um which is about how metal kids are treated and things like that so um so to to add that to it and to have the comic books i'm really excited to get a hold of them and uh we'll make sure that we promote it on our um on our socials and things like that so people will yeah fantastic thank you so much yeah i mean it's so different how like the you know after stranger things and seeing that that eddie character like blow up and how you know because even up until like a few years ago metal characters were always the bullies you know right. it's like in, sure. yeah. in, um it's the first it's like um movie it's like um uh instead of greasers that's in the 80s so he's wearing like a i think an anthrax t-shirt or something and i'm like ah, oh, jesus that's never been my experience like uh you know um in my school at least metalheads weren't the bullies we were like we were like the lower we weren't like the lowest of the low nerds but we were just like one tier above you know sure. and um and yeah so uh yeah i mean it's cool to see that there has been that like change and 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 people are you know discovering that metalheads are you know um you know like extreme music but we don't you know you know necessarily mean that we're like you know more violent or crazy or anything Right. Well, no, what's rad about you and, and Deathgasm specifically is <clears throat> you you care about making films, but you also have a love and care for metal and horror. And very often people that love film will just don't have the same respect for other smaller genre type things. Yeah. And, and you clearly do. And it's why we're drawn to your work and, and a lot of people are but yeah so yeah i mean I, I i really wanted it and i think the soundtrack as well having having a more indie soundtrack than like you know you see a metal movie and it's always like you know metallica and pantera and you know i love those bands but you know like give the other guys a chance to shine and like dig exactly. a bit deeper you know and um and then it feels a bit more a bit more real and you know um and and also we didn't have money for Metallica, so. <laughs> 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 well, I didn't need it. 
and, then, <laughs> and then, you know, it's so it's so much cooler. And you're gonna get the the love and support from from diehard fans when they when they see that you aren't just putting up Pantera or Metallica because you know people will recognize that. Yeah, you're putting you know bands and stuff because you love them. Yeah, yeah, that no, fucking exactly. rules. <laughs> um, I gotta say too. Uh, Guns Akimbo has is is standing the test of time. Like I, uh, I, 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 I was like a word for it. I I've been so <laughs> out of the loop. I I haven't seen that. The only time I actually I've only seen the movie The Final Cut once at uh, Toronto, and I was like I was, took about like five or six Xanax, so I don't I don't remember anything. It's like, <laughs> um, yeah, I literally I mean, it watched it today. A, oh really? I don't know. I I don't know if I'll ever watch it again. Like with Deathgasm, I. I watched it a lot of the edit, but then we went to the film festivals and I was introducing it and like seeing crowds go crazy. And I, I think I like, I introduced it in Austria and I'm, uh, that was the first time I saw it stoned and uh, <laughs> this guy had a, had a vaporizer and like, and it was, Oh shit, what have I done? Oh my God. Cause I get quite you know, paranoid and anxious when I'm mm-hmm. um, after smoking cannabis. So like, yeah. I didn't watch it for a long time. And then I watched it again. I'm like, I could watch it as, as sort of like a, more as like uh, another person rather than the creator right. but i don't know guns akimbo i just i i always see the film it should have been and um and was sort of like the songs that should be on it and and mm. the you know but like it's it's i've made my peace with it um and yeah like one one thing i'm doing i, I had a bunch of props and and you know i'm just like you know, I think just just sort of like in, in a bit of a sort of bad headspace the last few years, and then I sort of I got to the point where I'm like, yeah, I don't need these things, and 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 you know I'll, I'll just sell them, and I'm like, well, if I just sell them and then keep the money, I'll just blow it on bullshit, and then ten years down the t- the line, I'll like be you know I should have just kept them, and so like yeah, I started donating um to like um mental health in New Zealand is just um abhorrent. I mean it's bad everywhere, but it's like terrible here um and so yeah i mean it's like if that money can go towards some of those charities um yeah it's been really cool like we got like um i think like uh i think 12 uh 1200 for like but for this thing and um you know it's just, it's sitting around my right. you know my, my, my room and i'm like you know it's it's i i hope the the money helps someone it's uh it's i'm really fortunate to be able to afford like um you know um you know um you know be healthy and afford help and not everyone's in that position and it's uh it's it's crazy so um yeah it's really taking a like a situation especially one that you were kind of sour on you know with being able to you know being able to take that and turn it around for something positive like that is huge and I yeah think you know especially yeah especially when it comes to mental health stuff it's like you know that i'm a big big advocate for you know mental health assistance and for mental health availability like help for it and stuff like that and also literally just people talking about it yeah. like being more open about it and shit but it's something that is it's it's an issue worldwide for sure as far as like the availability of help and like the availability of resources and things like that because it's so fucking expensive like oh, just yeah. you know so to the fact that you're doing that is like round of applause like yeah, on that for sure, for sure. like yeah. what you're doing yeah. is great you know honestly i was just i've just improved so much over the last yeah six months and i'm like man i have to 
I just felt like I had to give something back because I'm like, it just, I felt like this incredible guilt that I'm in a position where I can afford it, um, which has probably been one of the few times in my life where I have been able to, but um, yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's New Zealand, you know, if you break a leg, you'll be fine, you know, you, you're, you're covered, even if you're like a tourist, if you break your leg in New Zealand, it's all free, um, if you need emergency surgery, it's all free. Um, that's good to know because next time I go to New Zealand, I'm going to be totally jumping. <laughs> so off just go it. wild. And, <laughs> but yeah, um, if if you're depressed and suicidal, we don't want to hear about it. You know, sure. uh, go away. Um, there's, there's sort of basically yeah, and I, I guess I don't know what the answer really is either, except for um, you know uh, people trying to get help. You know, and it's uh, um, if people can't afford to make that first step, it's it's tough. A hundred percent. So when you, I just, I want to, I want to make sure about like, just, I wanted to mention this cause it was funny. Like I watched guns akimbo today, literally because I had today off. Like I was originally supposed to work today and then I had the day off and I was going through my movies. Like it's not on camera right now. You can't see it. But during the pandemic, I had this weird brain worm that happened where I was like, I'm going to buy like 10 Blu-rays. So I have them. And I now have probably about 250 to 300 Blu-rays no. sitting on my fucking wall. <laughs> so I was looking through them today and I was like, oh, fuck, you know what? I'm going to watch Guns Akimbo. And it's it's one of those movies because I love Daniel Radcliffe. I love Samara Weaving. I love the tone of the film. Like, you know, and it's it's one of those ones that's like it's uh you know i don't know what the movie was supposed to be i don't know what the what the vision was supposed to be but it's one of those movies that i go back to because it's literally just a fun watch you know yeah no it's like it's just one to sit back and have fun with yeah and and, yeah thank you so much and um you know i think the the you know the, the the bones of it are there i mean it's like the thing is, like, I think if if they could have gotten rid of the concept of guns on his hands, they would have. Like, it was at that point, like, oh, we're not sure about any any of this. And I'm like, what the hell? You Did you not read the script? And I'm like, <laughs> and then I, that's when it, like, dawned on me that I think at least one of the two of the, the producers hadn't read the script. Um, yeah, it's 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 um, it's um a shame. Like, I'm glad that it's it has, you know, that, that people do find something cool in there. And uh, it, you know, it was meant to go way harder and I, th- I think there was like this expectation that it was going to be like a Deadpool sort of mm-hmm. thing and like oh we need to make it more like Deadpool and add like um you know these uh these sort of songs and I'm like you know it was never meant to be that you know we um we had a lot of like um industrial and metal and and punk songs in the original soundtrack and it was um yeah working really well um yeah, but in saying that, you know, it's it's one of those things when you get to a budget level, it just happens. And yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's 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 fine, you know. Um well, for you to be able to forge something like Guns Akimbo out of that situation is pretty fucking impressive anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So- and and Daniel and Sam are just a, a phenomenal as well. And uh there, there's so many great like uh gags that they had that they got cut out and I'm like that were just a bit too dark and um you know some of them are still in there and um but yeah it was like it was a crazy experience um you know shooting in Germany and yeah um yeah dude, um, was, uh... <laughs> dude, yeah, we can move on what is there is there, uh, what, 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 is there a director's cut is, is that a possibility i mean is uh, that a I, 
there was at one point and i i they had it on like this um this like platform which is like watermarked and stuff and it, you couldn't rip the the videos from and i i was meant i i was trying to figure out how to like do a screen capture thing <laughs> and um like how do yeah. i pirate my own movie like, how do i do this <laughs> i mean it's like yeah i i got it figured out and then they like took that down from the thing and i could never get it back and you know it's at, at the same time you know like it's, it's just the way it is and and you know um yeah it, it's but you know there, there was you know i think we did really well for the for the budget you know some of those um fight sequences and action sequences were like shot in one night and it was just crazy oh, like shit. fight five people running around with like red cameras just um just shooting you know trying to get any footage they could so it's um yeah i've got a, got a lot of really good memories um um from it i have a i actually have a deathgasm question um so that we can and so that we can we can definitely let guns akimbo uh die in peace um, <laughs> but but i do have a deathgasm question because there's a lot of different like this goes back to me being now a psychotic blu-ray collector there's a lot of different deathgasm versions out there for home media. Do you have like a do you have a favorite one? Do you have one that you that you think is like the particularly cool one? I don't know. I haven't actually watched any of them on Blu-ray. Um there is like a there's a German one which is like um post converted into 3D. Um oh, which I've always <laughs> want to watch like the dildo scene like the, the dildo yeah, coming yeah. i mean i'm sure it's awful but like uh i i thought that was pretty funny um i love like the walmart um what is it that they, they retitled it um heavy metal apocalypse oh jesus and, christ um, wow i've got it here actually it's uh <laughs> heavy metal apocalypse that's <laughs> which is wild too because walmart does that's crazy that. shit with their covers yeah wow oh, oh, dude <laughs> was that in and the they, u.s they decided that... to like um put guns on it or because you know like you can't have the word deathgasm in an american um you know <laughs> uh but you can have guns that's fine yeah walmart's uh... so fucking dude walmart's so weird about that because like <laughs> yeah. when it comes yeah. to language they're just like no there's no f-bombs in our stuff but like you can definitely have all the guns on the cover like that's fine but, but Zach didn't even have guns in the film, right? They photoshopped those there somehow. It's so weird. And oh my god! The That's other crazy. weird thing is like when Guns Akimbo came out, there's like the the shot of him like this with two guns, which is like a lot of the posters. But in America, they did one where they just photoshopped it so it was his hands, which makes no sense because what it's the like fuck? And, yeah. and it looks so bad. Like they look like so photoshopped. It was it was some distributor's cousin or, or nephew did the right. photoshopping, but it's like. It shows you the change in like now now showing guns in the covers like not cool you know um and so we've got to photoshop them out so it's like what do you want america <laughs> i'm trying to understand Jesus. what you want there's um there's a version of it uh that's from raven banner that has yeah. some fucking awesome cover art which oh, is by yeah riddick yeah that's that's that is probably my favorite version actually like uh it's so dope <laughs> raven banner has done some really cool shit so when i saw the deathgasm was on there and then i saw the cover art for it i was like dude i was like that one right there that one might be that one might be the tops they're the best guy I, I love those guys they just um they're just a bunch of horror fanatics that are just having fun you know producing and distributing films and um i went over to meet them in in canada when we were in toronto there and just like 
best guys. I, I um yeah, really, really cool. Awesome. That's yeah. definitely good to hear. If you're gonna I'm buy buying. it from anywhere, buy it from those guys. Seriously. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I've gotten a bunch of their shit. Like honestly, when I went on there, I've gotten like I have their version of autopsy of Jane Doe. I have their version of the sadness. I have uh spare parts, which I had never even seen, but I saw the cover and I was like I think I'm going to probably like that at least enough to warrant the purchase. And then I yeah. watched it and I was like, yeah, that was actually really fucking fun. <laughs> it was a really <laughs> yeah. fun movie. Um, and then also their version of Victor Crowley, which has oh, a really right. fucking awesome uh, cover art thing. I like my specific home media brain worm is if I get more than one of a franchise, I have to complete the franchise, oh, which no. is uh, it's so sad. <laughs> it's so sad like when they come out with the uh whenever they come out with the blu-ray or 4k version of that new abysmal texas chainsaw massacre movie i literally have to buy it because i have all the other ones and if i look at it and i see that it's not there dude i'll lose my mind i'm the same i because i've got like hold on the abysmal texas chainsaw yes is that the 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 new one. one the netflix one yes that shit ruled. No, it had, no, dude. It had one scene that ruled. The rest of it was nah, terrible. It was super fun. <laughs> I went into it thinking I was gonna hate it. I was like, man, I'm gonna hate this so bad. And then it's like they, they have all the um hipster like, oh, we can put the like scented candle shop there, and we can like have the yoga <laughs> right. there. And then like, yeah, and then they and then I realized, oh, everybody. Yeah, they take. They're it's actually. Great. I thought they were gonna be like play the angle. No, they actually hate those characters and gentrification <laughs> yeah. and yeah. I will say yeah, the, like, the the bus really massacre was incredible. Yeah, the bus massacre. That final shot. I like the. the I like the last scene. The very last. Scene. I like the whole thing. Okay, you know what? Listen, I will. Abysmal. I'm gonna def- get out of here. <laughs> I will defend why I called it abysmal for two reasons. First one is that the entire time I could not take my focus away from the fact that it was a fucking film set because it looked like it was created in a film lot like it looked like that all the buildings looked like they were literally just constructed in a back lot and put in bulgaria like Mm -hmm. nothing about it looked like a real ghost town it looked like literally just a fucking film lot so the entire time i'm looking at it going jesus christ that's not even close to texas i'm so i'm sorry that the uh the movie about the uh the old serial killer with the with the leather face um didn't (laughs) the set design (laughs) wasn't up to par the other thing i didn't like about it was like it it diverged from all the other films and and got something major wrong. That the the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies were never just about Leatherface; they were about the family, right? Right. And it was sure. just he he just turned into Jason or Michael. You know, he just he yeah. lost a bit of his identity. I'm like, Leather. I my favorite Leatherface movies are the ones where he's just like this innocent, like pig squeals and and you know like Viggo Mortensen's doing something weird or you know right um, sure. Yeah. And you know, grandpa, the, the grandpa sitting there, and I just loved that the crazy family were the the real sort of villains, and he was almost That's like 100% a hundred percent true, yeah. And um, yeah, especially the first two. I mean, I love the first, obviously, one of my favorite movies, and then the second two was incredible. The two, second yeah, was like so they they did the smart thing by trying not to do the same movie and doing something really like you know Dennis it's Hopper so in that is so and, good. And I don't feel like enough movies even ever do that enough right like the sequels they never like all right well we've already done this movie let's do a, a new one differently <laughs> like yeah. yeah it's so good and even the bad texas like you know the one with um oh like matthew mcconaughey and um yeah, <laughs> yeah the next generation fun. it's pretty yeah. terrible it's really but he's, he's 
unhinged. Right? Yeah, really. Well, also, you got like the Illuminati storyline and the dude that's got like cow nipples that are pierced and shit. Like, it was just like, all right, like they fucking yeah. threw everything at the wall on this one. Yeah. But I do, but, I do yeah. want to say this. I do want to say this. The second thing about the new one that made me say it was abysmal was that they literally threw Sally in the fucking trash. Like, they literally yeah. killed her and threw her in the garbage. And I was just like, fuck you, dude. Why are you bringing her back? to li- just to do that like that that felt like a slap in the face to me so yeah i have my reasons for hating the shit out of it but i will say that the kill scenes in it were incredible the yeah. death mm-hmm. scenes were uh top fucking notch mm-hmm. so i will give it credit for that i will yeah i just I, I sort of feel the same thing about like the halloween the new halloween movies it's just he just turned into jason like he didn't seem like michael michael to me was always more stealthy and like slick and he's okay. just like, just, he, the goal was great, but I'm like, this is this isn't Michael. This is Jason Voorhees, and um, this is, that's that's kind of why I liked Kills. Kills yeah. is my favorite Michael Myers Halloween movie. It was a fucking over Terminator. the original because yeah, so silly. Mur- like, well, that's kind of because I wasn't the biggest. Like, I am a fan of Halloween the original, and I get it, and I respect it, and I know where it, what it's done for the genre and everything. Yeah. But it's not my favorite by any no. means. So I don't have a, a place in my heart to, to be protective of it. So when when they just turned him into a killing machine, that's all I had really wanted from Michael Myers. Yeah. I didn't need like the spooky backstory or whatever. Just kill everyone. And I'm happy. I just want and that's to what be they Jason. <laughs> I guess I've always been more of a Friday the 13th kid because like, the, the Halloween movies, there are some great ones. And it's, it's where everyone's like getting um, bent out of shape about the new one. Like, they ruined the franchise. I mean, uh, there's like two good Halloween movies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, Thank you. Like, exactly. Like, you know, all... The first one, Halloween 3, and the rest I could take a leave. You know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Perfect company. You were in perfect like, company. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. They took it themselves is. a bit too seriously. And I, I love Friday the Thin because it's like, they knew they were campy and and it just like they just had fun with it and they they knew they were trash and it's like yeah we're trash we're just gonna make trash movies totally. and i'm like there's something there's something sleazy and cool about that and that is why i prefer jason and um you know those movies get batshit he goes to space and jason oh, goes yeah. to hell is actually one of my favorite ones where it's like a worm and <laughs> yeah so floating oh, soul to soul you know yeah the, the thing that's kind of funny about about um the halloween franchise is that yeah like when people do say that it's an amazing franchise like it's definitely not like it's (laughs) right now it hasn't been for 30 40 years no (laughs) no it has and i mean like right like i i think that's maybe maybe it's my age but like like when people are like well, this and that about Halloween ends. And I'm like, do you remember, like, like you're really going to pick apart this movie? Do you remember, like, Jason or uh, Michael sticking his thumb through the guy's forehead? I mean, like, it, it, it's just, I mean- like, <laughs> it, it's just, or, like, when he was, like, driving behind the car, driving the car behind the little girl in five and, like, not running, <laughs> not able to run her over. Like, you know what I mean? And for, well, like, getting beaten up by Paul Rudd. Yeah, I mean, fresh I'm not Paul Rudd, but even like I could fresh take young Paul. Paul yeah, Rudd, nobody know? gets beat up by Paul Rudd. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I remember waiting for like Halloween Six because it had that cliffhanger. It's like, who's the who's the guy? And like, you know, like, and I remember 1995 was it popping the VHS in and just like, I, I think I was like 14, just like, whoa, this is just. <laughs> like, I, this I mean, is I, not. <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah, I will say that Halloween Curse of Michael Myers has probably one of my favorite kills in the whole franchise, though, and it's the it's the machete into the fat piece of shit stepdad stabbed <laughs> into the electrical box, which electrocutes his body until his head explodes. I'm just like, yeah. yeah. And I like that they keep on going back to it. Like, it's like he's electrocuting him. Okay, we're going to go to a different scene, but then we're going to go back to him still being electrocuted. <laughs> so we're going to go back and then we're going to do it a third time. Now he's sweaty. Yes. So we're going to go back one more time and now his head blows up. It's just like... <laughs> The, the editing choice, not the best, but the actual kill, fucking incredible. One of my favorites. I so, actually, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, you go. I, I was just going to say, I actually, I, I do kind of like the Rob Zombie, even though they're so, like, off the mark. Ooh. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> like, sort of white trash, you know, Rob Zombie, it's all like a bunch of white trash people swearing at each other. It's, right. It, there yeah. is something, he sort of tried to do something different, and I kind of do appreciate that. Kill Billy, uh, Kill Billy, Michael Myers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, well, you are one of the uh, one of the few return people. So the Sinister Six, um, we have a different. Version. I am unprepared. I have it. I got. I got, I got <laughs> you okay, covered. Great. I got you. I got you. You got a different version, Ryan. We got. got we got Sinister I, Six Part Two. <laughs> we got Sinister Six Part Two, and we've asked Jake Jolly this too, um, who's, a, who's a who's a great filmmaker as well. So. Um, do you think you can handle the different Sinister Six this time? You think you're cool with that, Jason? Yeah. All I'll, right. I'll, yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, Michael or Leatherface? Uh, Leatherface. I mean, we sort of like ran through this. Yeah. I just, I, I, he's just, I come from like a redneck town and, it, you know, I knew kids like Leatherface. It's, sure. Um, sure. You know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's a misunderstood. He's like, and I, I think like, the other thing people forget is like that, you know, he, um, he was, you know, trans villain in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. no, for sure. Like, he was totally. the mother of the family. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Even yep. in the first movie, he's got the lipstick and stuff. Yeah. He's, yeah. 100%. he's misunderstood. And, you know, um, I just love his look, you know, uh, mm -hmm. that it game, you know, skin face. Iconic. Yeah. yeah. Um, are aliens real? Yes. Cool. <laughs> and we are them. I don't know, man. It's, uh, it's, I think I used to say aliens are real back, you know, back in the day, um, you know, uh, always been a UFO nut. Uh, right. since I was a kid, I was like baking my own UFO sightings and stuff. But these days when you say aliens are real, I think less and less people think you're a, like crazy i think it's pretty clear whether or not they're here but like even, even our existence there's something you can't just look at the stuff you drive around looking at the stuff that we have on this like space rock and you're like what, what happened why have we got all this stuff this is so crazy <laughs> mm -hmm. so this uh yeah i don't know if like it's a prometheus you know like uh um anunnaki sort of thing where they 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 found some apes and decided to like uh give us some mushrooms or whatever or just like a, <laughs> sure but the spores from like a i don't know there, there's something you know i think we're aliens and i think um yeah there's a lot there's probably billions of different uh civilizations out there sure yep what is a movie that you think it, what is a movie that you love that everybody hates uh well i mentioned jason goes to hell I think I don't know. Uh, how do, how do people view um, Mouth of Madness? Is that, I think is that I think I like, think I, I think people like it. Yeah, people yeah. like it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, here's one. Uh, Warlock to Armageddon. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love that movie. I love Julian Sands. I love how it's got nothing to do with the first movie, and it was like, um, yeah. Oh, and Hellraiser three as well is another one that like. Uh, 
you know. Uh, I'm a big fan yeah. of Hellraiser 3 and nobody <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. yeah, the first Hell... I'm always like, the first three Hellraisers are great. They're like, no, two. Uh, did you say three? Yeah? Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm all for it. Like, I'm all for a bit of silliness and like, you know, the CD-ROMs in the head have an age. Hell yeah. Now, but, that's the, uh, that's that's the why I love it. <laughs> That's one of my favorite Cenobites. Easily. <laughs> fucking, yeah, dude. Fucking love that one. It's one thing that nailed on the first, the, the new Hellraiser, I've got to say, and it's, whatever you think of it, it's great. The first time in like 20 years, someone actually gave a fuck about it. Like, make I fucking movie. loved it. I, I loved it too. Yeah. I loved it too. I thought the yeah. Cenobites were beautiful. I thought the configuration and the explanations of all that was great. I She's loved so all good. the characters. The, um, Jamie Clayton was Pinhead. awesome. Yeah. yeah. I think she, she was, was fantastic. Like, Doug Bradley was great for the first few, but I think she, yeah, she did a, and, and, you know, like I, I think it was just a sequel. I don't see it as a remake. Like, yeah, it's just the box is in different hands and, yeah, um, for sure. You know, yeah. yeah. Re reboot or requel. I don't know what so, they call it. It's a reimagining, it's a reimagining of the core of the, of the initial storyline. I think it's back numbers on horror films. Call it Halloween 13. <laughs> right, right, right. I love right. I miss it. I yeah, miss the numbers. I miss the numbers too. Um, or at yeah, least just don't name it the same exact yeah. thing, like Halloween and Halloween. Yeah. There's three <laughs> right. of them now, and it's like, you know, it's the same with video games. It's like, you have to say Doom 2016. I'm like, uh, you know, it's it's so tiresome. Just have fun with it. Get, give it Roman numerals, you know? I think people were smarter back when we had to learn Roman numerals for, like, you know, <laughs> Jason point. 5 and... That's why Jason X worked so well because Jason X was the tenth one, but also <laughs> Jason X for him being in space was just like. Yeah. And can we talk like Makes just sense. real quickly how fucking funny it is that they did Jason goes to hell and they were like, all right, that's the final one. And then at the same time, they were just like, but also fuck you, we're gonna put him in space. Like, <laughs> like they were just, you know, we're gonna have fun with it. That nineties cocaine was the best. I, I must have been. <laughs> yeah, so good. Like. A, my thing is, I wanted to. I think Leatherface should go to space and have like some lightsaber <laughs> chainsaw. I mean, it's like just have fun yes. with it. Who yeah, exactly. Yes. Into space, pinhead in, in space. Freddy goes. Oh, we don't talk about Freddy goes to space. Um, yeah, Lepre I mean, Leprechaun like... in space with the worst CGI imaginable. That was one of the funniest things I've ever seen, and I still love it. I love that franchise. Pixelated oh and shitty. It was amazing. Yeah, it's the, it brings out the Irishman to me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what is a movie that you hate that everybody loves? Oh, uh, fuck, I've got to say it, don't I? Uh, The Witch or The Bitch or whatever. <laughs> you and me, buddy. Space. You I, and I, me. <laughs> I, I, I was really into like, you know, um, really into 70s witch exploitation movies, which are, mm. you know, they're so dark and like it's this innocent woman getting tortured by these fucking awful church motherfuckers. And they always end so grimly and you just feel like, you know, you're so horrible. And then the witch is like, no, no, witchcraft's real and, and she's a real witch and, and you know, Satan's real. And, and at the start, they were like, this is taken from the books of like witch finders. I'm like, those witch finders were the fucking most awful misogynistic, you know, pieces of mm -hmm. shit. Don't, don't like, I, I've read like the, was it the Malice, you know, the, their, their bullshit like witch hammer book. It's, mm -hmm. it's like, that was like the genocide of women and like so many people don't talk about it now but like it's uh i thought i thought it did a disservice you know it was a really well done film i, I loved her i love the director i love the northman um i thought it was like badass just naked like men vikings like like screaming and like cutting each other yeah but I, I think that i think 
it was more like the themes and, and like pretending to be like a feminist movie that sort of irked me. And I, it's not to me to say it's a feminist movie or whatever, but uh, me personally, I just, I, I, when I read about like the, the witch trials, it makes me really angry and just, yeah. So the witch. <laughs> that's my I witch like rant. that take a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I was a fan of the movie, and I know Ryan is too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was the odd one. I was the odd one out that was not a fan of the movie at all. I just... There's some like like so many great like seventies witch exploitation movies that are just like the 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 church. You know, they're just evil, decadent men that are just using it to abuse women. And you you read about what went on there. It's like, dude, this is how did how did this madness? It sort of reminds me of like the you know the you know the Cold War. Um, you know what do they call it? The um, uh, who's the Cold War? Like accusing everyone of being commies. Uh, uh, lost it. The Red Scare. Oh, Red yeah, Scare. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that sort of like that that mind virus that just turns people against each other is yeah really interesting. Interesting. All right. Um, Sorry, finally... take it down a notch. <laughs> no, 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 it's all, no, it's all right. Um, well, and you actually kind of killed my last, the, my, my, my sixth question. So I'm just going to actually come up with a new one on the fly. It was going to be the witch of the lighthouse, but, but we'll, we'll move oh, on past that. Oh, because you, right. you covered it. Um, all right. The final one. And I think I know the answer, but I'm just going to put it out there. Vampires or zombies. I mean that, you know, I, I think, uh, when you look at that lore, it, they sort of both come from the same place. You know, it's it's interesting. Like, uh, I think, I think vampires because I've always liked the analogy with addiction, which I think um, uh, that movie Near Dark did really well. Like, you yeah. know, oh, the, yeah. Yeah. as someone that struggled with addiction, like that, that like, oh my god, I don't want to do this, but I need to do this, you know. And it, 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 when you start seeing them as junkies, it gets really interesting. So, um, but yeah, um, you know, it depends on the movie. Like, frankly, there's some, yeah. You know, terrible movies from both both sides, but uh, yeah, I think I've seen a lot more bad zombie movies than I have. Uh, and when I say bad, I think I've seen a lot more zombie movies that I don't ever want to watch again than I have vampire movies. Because like even bad vampire movies, I can still go back to and enjoy a lot of them. And bad zombie movies, I I there's a lot more of them. Yeah. Like and I think it's I think a lot of it has to do with IPs that have expired yeah. and stuff, kind of like the two thousands, the the, the, the dead contagion and yeah. <laughs> yeah, or like what that's was a it? tough Re- one. Return of the Living like Dead Necropolis, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, they the fact they did that. I mean, you know, Return of the Living Dead is just such a masterpiece, and and the fact that I've never really hit that market game of like horror punk, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that soundtrack, oh man, I listen to that yeah. all the time. Like yep. TSOL and oh, dude. I mean, I, now, I mean, Repo Man and uh, and uh, Return both have such fantastic soundtracks, and and that is a lost. Uh, you know, the soundtrack in and of itself, we could have a whole, we could have a whole thing on soundtracks. Um, you know, it is kind of a lost art. You know, and which is too bad because yeah, it is. I mean, because there was a period of time that like. You know, there were great movie soundtracks and like a movie. They were soundtrack- like Spawn is a better soundtrack than the movie. Like I listened to the <laughs> sure, soundtrack accurate. and it's like it's got like corn and, and it like some you know filter, but these really great mashups of I, I miss like the new middle every every movie had a new middle, like there's Lincoln Park on the soundtrack and, and it's like <laughs> End of Tran- Transformers was the last one that did that. But, Dude, uh, it had know, it had the Chemical Brothers. Yeah. And they would always fucking they would always spin new metal songs in with their techno stuff, and it was like it was great. 
Mortal Kombat as well. That like dance music and metal industrial. Yeah, it's a real shame that like they don't do that anymore. Oh well, Um, and of course, then there's the infamous Judgment Night, which friend of the show Billy Bio from Biohazard, like uh, like um, like yeah, was it you know that Biohazard and Onyx song is like the second most streamed biohazard song you know and yeah. like and it's uh and probably the second i haven't checked the the the, the onyx but, but I, you know but both <laughs> that song did really well for both groups and like yeah. um and it's just like if the, i mean that's a funny it's got like ice tea and slayer which kind of kicked that off whole the, album that, kid, that kicked off his whole body yeah. count thing and then, is numb. Uh, yeah so yeah. Faith no more and booyah tribe. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a, I mean, that's so good. That's a cool, cool record and like the most forgettable movie ever. Yeah, you know, what I, mean, I mean, like I tried to watch Spawn for a nostalgic take, and it's like, oh shit, you know, you know it's like, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I, I love like John um, Leguizamo is the clown, but the He's rest fantastic. of it's just like uh, pretty terrible. And and same with like you know Mortal Kombat's pretty fun, but the, you know those soundtracks really eclipse the films in a lot of ways. And yep. Faust as well, um, although I do I do quite like Faust. Um, Dude, I'm a fucking like I'm a big fan for of Faust, and it was so funny when we talked to Yusna, and I was like, hey, can I tell you what my favorite movie of yours is? And then I was like, yeah, it, nobody, it's nobody's favorite. And then he goes, then it's Faust. <laughs> I, like, I fucking love that movie. It was so off <clears throat> like the fact that it sort of got such a budget that it did, and like I don't know, man. I mean, he, he's he's incredible in society, and I don't know. Like I, I I went out to breakfast with him, and um, he's he's a wild man. He's like talking about like getting into a fight with a peacock or something. It was it was <laughs> so much respect for those those. I mean, we're losing so many of those horror guys now, and it's uh, it's it's a shame. Um, yeah. you know, uh, you you used to know, like we invited him on the the program and um he basically sat us down and took us to school for like two Two and a half two and a half hours like it was really like it wasn't even like we were like like we couldn't even get like where he was just like basically broke down the inner workings of like 80s horror and like and vcr horror and the changes that happened when blockbuster came on and like all of that stuff it's it was actually like like one of those things i walked away from like 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 really like almost like a chain like like just a more educated human being you know what i mean like it was like for it was a really interesting thing he's a fascinating guy he really amazing is. yeah i i loved like um chang to him and and it was like it was like a you know crazy old like granddad or uncle like a really cool uncle or sure, granddad yeah. it's just got like <laughs> the most awesome stories and yeah like yeah. a yeah, total hero of mine and um yeah i mean hopefully you know and like you know we're talking about terrifier 2 before and i just want to see a return to those those days of you know the vhs boom where they're just you know throwing money at these crazy ideas and seeing what works and yeah i can tell you guys dude we're talking about how we're we're losing like a bunch of horror greats but we've got fucking some great ones coming up and and guys like you and Ty West and stuff like I'm interested in everything that that's happening now with with, with all that. Horror is yeah. having an awesome resurgence. It, and it really it, it's killing it right yeah, now. Yeah, it absolutely is. And I want to tell you guys this about Terrifier too, because like what's happening with Terrifier two right now, like I don't think people really understand how big it is for the horror landscape, because the movie when I went and saw, so I saw the premiere in New York City. 
And so I saw, I, like, it was, here's the thing. The theater was not full. And this was, like, but it was pretty full. Like, it was probably about three quarters of the way full. And it was a big-ass theater house. So from the very first scene, I will tell all of you that you're going to look at it and go, how the fuck did this movie hit 860 theaters like with with what they're doing with that movie the fact that it's in amcs and regals and alamo (laughs) draft house and shit like that and the fact that they're on their third weekend now with the stuff that they put on screen it's the best way i can compare it to as far as like brutality and like you know visual effects and stuff go is the hatchet series yeah, but but Hatchet is still not as unflinching as this is, and what they're doing with it, and the fact that fan demand is becoming such a thing that people, so that, cool. the fact that they're the fans are coming out to these movies so much that they're like, well, you got another fucking weekend, let's go, you know, I'm that's wild. I'm surprised but not shocked because I knew it was there. Like when, when I did the Death Gas and tour and just met all these like you know um, crazy horror fans. You know, and it's like, well, these are my people. These are my tribe. And um, I, you know, like you see people wearing a, a T-shirt from some obscure movie from 1982. And like, no one can name what won the Oscar in 1982. You know, no one wear like a Oscar winning T-shirt. Like horror is just, um, it's, 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 it hits different. And it's, um, you know, the, the, the people that are passionate about it are really fucking passionate about it. Same as metal, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's yeah. really got that crossover of like, you know, they don't want us to like it, so we're going to like it extra hard. <laughs> right. No, no, for sure. For sure. Well, um, uh, uh, Jonas, you got any recommendations today? I, I do. Um, so, uh, funny that we're talking about soundtracks because the Halloween Ends soundtrack just dropped today, and it's the one from John Carpenter and Cody Carpenter, and it's fucking awesome. Uh, and it's... Uh, it's really good. I listened to the listened to it all the way through. Um, it's definitely like the original motion picture score type of thing, but it's it's straight up Carpenter like music. It's fucking fantastic. Uh, so that just dropped today. Um, I want to shout out an artist on Instagram uh, because I bought a couple of pieces from her and we're going to have her on the show later on. But if you guys can see this on the screen. Hold on. There we go. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Um, so that one is the Maitland's. Um, and the second one that I got from her is this one. Oh, hold on. There we go. So it's the Alice in Wonderland with the bleeding eyes. Um, her name, <laughs> yeah, dude, both of them fucking rule. And so, um, and so everybody listening at home, I will explain it to you. One was an amazing picture of the Maitlands from Beetlejuice. <laughs> and the second one was an Alice in Wonderland bleeding from the eyes. Now you have to yes. go to YouTube and check it out. And they're both fucking rad. You do. And the Alice in Wonderland one says it would be so nice if something made sense for a change and it's written in blood. So um, it's fantastic. Her name on Instagram is EMI underscore B-O-Z. And she's got a bunch of shit on there. Just a bunch of a bunch of artwork, like so much stuff. And um, she does uh, she does prints, um, auctions them off. So what she'll do is she'll say like, you know, bid start at 25 bucks or whatever. And then she'll just have people do it for like two hours. And then the last, you know, final bid gets the, gets the piece. She signs them. She's super like good at communication, you know, 
always support indie artists. Um, yeah, I'm, we're I, all about so, that. And guys, I just realized I've got a boost and pick my kid up from daycare um, in okay. five minutes. But um, I, yeah, I just want to say, um, yeah, fantastic uh, Halloween end soundtrack. Love Lost Themes and Ethan Carpenter. And my recommendation would be um, the new Acid Witch album. Um, I love like you know Acid Witch slash Dave. It's always a great time for. Um, Halloween. Uh, I really got a boost, but like, thank you so much, guys. Thank, thank you, you so thank much, you, Jason. 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 So, thank you so much for the app. Take care, man. Thanks, dude. Cool. Um, uh, any other any recommendations from you, Graham? Um, sure. I'll, uh, there's a. <clears throat> this is kind of a nice story, actually. Uh, okay. I don't know if I've told the the story about culture abuse. The band I really liked, and they talked about all this unity and stuff. And I saw them live, and it was amazing. And then it turned out the. Uh, the lead singer was an abusive uh, piece of shit to women. So they broke up like the day they were supposed to release an album because the band, the, you got all these accusations, broke up and uh, and then culture abuse was gone. I really love this band. Um, but I was like, yeah, you know, that's gone, whatever. Right. And I was fine with it. Moved on. All of a sudden they've got not the singer. It's 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 the singer's gone, but it's the band basically was just like, fuck it. We're going to the guitarist is going to sing. And they put out a record called Bad to the Bone. And the band's name is M-U-T-T, Mutt. But it's like M.U.T. And it's just fucking great, like high energy punk rock. And it's almost a concept album about wanting to do everything in excess and then wanting to do nothing at all at the same time. So like it's all about like I want to do all the drugs and party like Def Leppard. That's literally a line. And um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and and then the other is like I just want to sit here and watch TV with you and the dog. It's pretty great. That's about all, all I got. Awesome, I, dude. I also <laughs> I do want to recommend something that you actually recommended to us, Graham. Uh, Escuela Grind. Oh yeah, dude. That I've been listening to more of that, and yo, they're awesome. Like they're really, really fucking good. Yeah, they they rip. And on the last on the last episode, I ended up uh, I ended up um, recommending the new Lorna Shore album because you know you know me and Lorna Shore. <laughs> oh yeah, and and it's a banger. So, <laughs> all right. Well, my recommendations um, is Call Girl of Cthulhu, um, which I got on Blu-ray <laughs> at a used place. It is the worst best horror movie you've ever seen. Call um, Girl of Cthulhu. Stavros. Halkius has a uh, little cameo in it. Um, of as course, of, he fucking as, does. As one of the Johns, um, and I'm of a, course, Stabby Baby's in that uh, fucking movie. And uh, I'm a huge fan of him. Um, I would suggest that um, musically available on Tubi. Available on Tubi. Yeah. I I own a Blu-ray of it, so that's like, pretty mm-hmm. fucking hot. <laughs> yeah, so, um, <laughs> honestly, yeah, yeah. Um, so um, yeah, I saw it and I had to get it. Um, I don't buy a lot of like physical media but like sometimes you call just, Cthulhu so. call girl Cthulhu you have to <laughs> yeah, there's like, zero chance that I would not have walked out of yeah. wherever that was with that <laughs> there's zero like, chance if there was more than one copy they would have had any left <laughs> right right <laughs> yeah there's it no was, way <laughs> it was uh, in Eureka California um, which makes which it was tracks if you've ever been to Eureka that shout totally out, tracks shout out to Eureka um, yeah uh, boy I got a uh, music I'm gonna re- recommend hardcore I am That's su- the genre. I, I'm super. Well, yeah. Um, I'm super into bugging. 
used to be called bugging out. Hell now, now, yeah. they're, now they're just bugging. And it's just like, I just can't stop listening to it. They got a record out in 2020. And I just think it's like one of the, and I, and I heard it when it first came out and I was like, I was like into it, but like, I, I don't know if I was just in the right hardcore space at the time, but now I'm just like, God, this is just fucking perfect hardcore. Um, I'd also, another hardcore band is law of power. They're from LA. They are, if you are a fan of uh, terror or, um, or any sort of like, uh, uh, meaty like meaty hardcore uh, listen to listen to law of power it's very very good it's it's a bit throwback to that so if you're missing that um it is i think it's got one of the members of god's hate in it and uh that's also another great band um so brilliant to them um i'm going to suggest going watching eddie pepitone's uh last special that he released right before the pandemic uh, what's it called um um jonas what is it called watch um, all of his specials yeah just watch uh, just go yeah. watch his stuff um i hung out with eddie and eureka at the comedy festival down there and he is he is really one of the most fabulous human beings you, um it's funny when you're hanging out with like an actual legend and they're like way cooler than they have to be and uh and then i was able to i saw him in eureka at the comedy festival do like one of the best hours i had seen i don't know probably the best hour i'd ever seen in my life like with my eyes um like you know like in in house and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and then he came him and jt haberstack who's also really great i always like always suggest jt he's he's a great great dude uh, punk rock comic uh a great guy and then they they came up here with another friend a uh, friend of the show derek sheen and they played the helium comedy club in portland up here and i uh, went and checked it out and uh you know on, on the guest list and stuff um you know um, <laughs> uh, um and eddie did a different hour so if you have a chance to see Eddie Pepitone when he comes to your town, um, check it out. I mean, and I left there like the, the hour that he did at helium, I left there with my jaw hurting. I had laughed so much. Like oh, I just, yeah. I, like, it was just too much. The guy, the guy's a maniac and, and, and just one of the sweetest people in the world. So please support Eddie Pepitone. Um, a little side note to your recommendation about Eddie. When I was in Los Angeles last time, I was there and I met up with one of my friends here from New York. Funny enough, it, her and I had been trying to hang out in New York for months. And then it just so happened that she was in L.A. at the same time I was. So we went to the Hollywood Improv and I was like, oh, cool. Eddie Pepitone's here. And she's seen a bunch of comedy, but she's like, I've never seen Eddie. And I was like, have you ever heard of Eddie? And she's like, I've not. And I'm like, well, first off, that's a fucking crime. But she sat down and watched it with me. And I've never seen her laugh so hard in my life. She, I mean, I was also laughing like fucking crazy because I love Eddie. But she was laughing to the point where she like could almost not breathe. Like she was it was <laughs> that a- kind of consistent, hard laughter. And that was also a night where a spider dropped from the ceiling while he <laughs> was on stage and he was in the middle of a joke and his eyes just looked to the side and saw the spider just like right here like chilling like looking in his face and he immediately went off script and went off about how like the spider just scared him to almost have a heart attack (laughs) for like 10 more minutes he just went off on that and it was fucking brilliant it was incredible yeah he's he's, such a good comic he's such a good comic and so underrated so go support um um eddie pepitone and last i promised i promised uh steve uh uncle creepy barton who was uh on our last episode that we would actually promote the terrifier shop 
Um, and I'm going to do it for like the next six months. Um, and they're not paying <laughs> us for this or whatever, but this fuck, is, no. Uh, fuck no, but that is, that is fine because we really support, support him, indie horror and support That's indie why. horror. And we support <laughs> the work that he's done in fighting to get these movies made. And if you are a horror fan, a guy like Steve Barton is what you want behind the scenes, like, like putting it on the line so we can get good horror. Um, so go to terrifiershop.com. I'm looking at it right now. There are comic books, there are posters, there are art, the clown t-shirts, um there are the all the art is 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 fantastic i mean like um the posters are freaking incredible um it's a it's um you can buy signed posters you can buy anything so please go so go support those guys and uh and get yourself some stuff and uh, you know um and as he said on our episode all the money goes into making the movies so um you all want terrifier three we all want terrifier three I want, go ahead and you I, I want terif- I want Terrifier 10. I want a terrify I want a terrifier where it isn't Art the Clown. It's another guy who takes over Art the Clown's soul <laughs> and spends <laughs> the whole movie doing Art the Clown shit. Um anyway. You so- want you want some dude that looks like Art the Clown, but actually <laughs> and then talks. Terrifier Six. <laughs> Art lives. I live. Yeah. Anyways, uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. Um y'all are the Art's operators. coming to New York. <laughs> Art, uh, <laughs> Um, we uh, we appreciate you all, and um, um, thanks for tuning in tonight. Uh, thanks so much to Jason Howden for showing up. I'm glad, you know, like I'm glad he had to. Radis, dude. Radis, dude. He's he is such a real dude. Like like now that he's gone, we can talk about him. But like, uh, um, <laughs> um, I communicate with him pretty regularly, and he is um, as good as a dude as you're going to get. So please go out there and support his movies. Uh, please go out there and buy his comic books when they come out. Uh, we will be posting information about them when they Fuck yeah. when they when they happen on our social media. Um, tune back um, because I'm really excited for that sort of stuff. And uh, and you know, honestly, like like i'm just gonna say this for real like it takes people buying it for the stuff to work if you think it's cool support it like please like i know like if you're broke that's one thing and stuff like that but if you got like a little extra cash you're like you know what man i'll throw it and support you know that goes a long way in this world like you know what i mean so please uh please support this stuff because like for diy to work for independent to work we got to show up you know and if you're a horror fan show up for horror so anyways um thank you everybody and honestly big respect for showing up for terrifier 2 and, and breaking records that's, that's, and making that's, that's that's what i'm saying it's, it's pretty it's, fucking it, good it's there yeah, so it's it there. works so it works you know like, what i mean do you, do you guys understand that in the second weekend they made as much money as they did in the opening weekend for a fucking indie horror film yeah like, unlike, that is crazy and that's going up against halloween ends like that's the type of shit that yeah. that's the type of support that indie horror needs yeah so like if you love jason if you fucking if you love if you love deathgasm if you love supporting indie horror if like any like fucking show up when it's out like yeah. when the comic book comes out throw the cash at it and speaking of showing up, we do have a Patreon. So um, go check that out after I just yelled at you to show up. So um, we do have a Patreon. <laughs> just go check that out. And we're going to get out of here. Um, thank you, everybody, for all your time. Uh, please, until next time, start some fires and break some glass. Thank you very much.